Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. We all sit together. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. War. What is it good for? Absolutely something. If I can draw your attention to verse number 11 that said, well, as long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. Moses' hands grew tired. His arms grew tired. And they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron and her and had held up his hands, one on one side on the other, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. How did we get here? How did we get here? It's a question that we often ask of a text, but... For just a minute before I ask it of the text and before I take a bit of a time just to examine the text, can for just a minute I get you to just ask yourself the question, how did you get here at this one moment? Really, not just at this one moment, but at almost all moments, no matter what our different backgrounds are, different ages, different worlds, different places, different times, different cultures, even around the world, there is one thing that we share in common. And that one thing is that time is in charge. Time waits for nobody. Every minute you're getting older. Here we are, almost 35 minutes away from 2023. Am I the only one that is wondering where did 2022 go? In moments like these, you've got to take a time. You've got to take a moment. It's a part of even the reason for a moment like this. Even delving into the scriptures is not just to look at the history of the people of God. And we're going to look at it for just a little bit. But it's not just to do that. But it's for you to take a moment and think where God brought you from. You have a testimony. I know. I can feel it in the room. I can feel it around the world. You got a testimony. God did something for you. God brought you out somewhere. God made a way for you. God made you step on the brake, and you didn't even know why. God made you stop for just a second there. If it had not been for God on your side, can I get a witness? If it had not been for the Lord, you really wouldn't be here right now. I know I'm not the only one who can actually think of him protecting me from danger seen and unseen. But not only how did I get here this year, how did I make it to 2023 on the cusp of 2023, but how did I get to this place? How did I get to this time? How did you get to this age? What is your story? There are 
thinkers and folks who are smart and scientific who suggest that time is not linear, time is cyclical. That if you're not careful, you will find yourself in a loop. That if you do not examine your personal history, you can be doomed to repeat it. You have to take a look at the end of 2022 and ask yourself, are you in the same place you were last year? Are you caught in a spin cycle? Are you actually making progress going forward? Or are you still in a stuck place? Because if there's anything that God's about, it's about progress. How did we get here? Where are you now? How did you get to this place? Can you take an assessment? I can tell you how the children of Israel got here, how they got to Exodus chapter number 17, how they got here. And if I don't know how familiar you are with your Sunday school or, or with the biblical history, but I'll give you a real quick two-minute synopsis of it. I don't have forever, but I can tell you how they got here. They got here because they found themselves enslaved for 400 years sound familiar they found themselves as a people under the boot of an oppressor they found themselves as a people working and not having anything to show for it they found themselves working hard and not owning anything they found themselves being mistreated simply because of who they were and not what they could do. And as a result of that, they cried out to God for deliverance. What they didn't know is that it was God's plan all along for them to be in Egypt. Because they went into Egypt, just a family, and they came out after 400 years, a mighty nation in which they got a chance to serve the most amazing nation in the earth. Because the Egyptians were in charge. So they went in, a little ragtag group of brothers and sheep herders and nomadic guys and they came out with science and they came out with education and they came out with agriculture and they came out with lessons their masters taught them even though they didn't know it might I suggest that even if you find yourself in the oppressed position, you have been getting a very valuable education this whole time. If you find yourself the oppressed, just know if you've been paying attention, while you were oppressed, you were learning the value and the power of the oppressor. They cried out to God in prayer. They asked God for deliverance and God sent them Moses. But see, Moses 
was raised in the king's palace. Josephus and others referred to him as the prince of Egypt. See, Moses was a general. One of the mistakes that we make and one of the things that we were taught in our slave Bible was that Moses is just a priest or Moses is just a man of God or a man of prayer. But I'd like to suggest to you tonight for your consideration that Moses was actually a man of war. Moses was a general. Moses was a person with a speech impediment. Someone with a speech impediment who becomes great, becomes great as a result of the action of their hands, not the actions of their mouth. They cry out to God for deliverance and instead of just sending them a holy somebody, the Lord's deliverer for them, Moses was actually raised in the king's palace. He was taught how to fight. He was taught strategy. He was taught war. He was raised in the prince's house. He brought them to the cusp of greatness, to Canaan. And when they got to Canaan, especially here in, in Exodus chapter 17, but even more in Numbers, if you know the story, and they got to the promised land and found out that they had a fight in front of them. Because when you ask God to bless you, you are asking for a fight. When you ask God to prosper you, you're not asking just for some miracle to happen in the heavens. You are actually asking for a battle. And one of the mistakes we make is we think that warfare only happens in a church service. We think that this is how we fight our battles. This is how I fight my battles. Sure, this is how you fight a bit of a spiritual battle. But beloved, this is not where the fight happens. Can I correct something for you and me? That is what we were taught by our masters. We were taught that if we just do the spiritual stuff, we'll be okay. But the truth of the matter is that you worship in the mountains and you fight in the valley. And if you want joy, you're going to have to fight for it. If you want peace, you're going to have to fight for it. If you want your own business, you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to do more than shout it here. Oh, I need a witness in here tonight. You are going to have to figure out how to actually fight if you are going to have anything great. You don't just get great from praise. You don't just get great from saying hallelujah. You don't just get great from knowing how to pray. Prayer is a good start. 
Prayer will get you focused. Prayer will get your heart right. Prayer will get your mouth together. But when you leave out of Sunday and finish worshiping, when you leave out of here after a Saturday night and after Sunday morning service, on Monday, you better put your armor on. On Tuesday, you better know how to fight. You better figure out that this sword is more than just a theological rule book. We have to understand that there is a fight that we must fight. And unfortunately, this Bible that we have, especially black people, sorry, but this Bible and the way we were taught it, is a slave's Bible. It is a slave's theology. It is a slave mentality that says that all I have to do is pray. Nobody rich only prays. Oh my Lord. Nobody successful only prays. I need somebody successful to wave at me and say no. Nobody with a job only prays. Nobody with a house only prays. You better pray and pay your mortgage. You better pray and have some insurance. You better pray. Nobody with good kids only prays over them. You better pray over them and talk to them. You better pray over them and beat their behind. You better pray over them and check their room for weed. Nobody with a good marriage only prays. You better pray together and you better tap together. You better pray together. You better, you need to bounce together. When you leave here from praising, you better go home and twerk on your man. Because that's how you fight that battle. It is naive to think that the only thing you need to do is worship God. Now listen, I want you to worship God. I'm a pastor. Praise God for it. And we know how to praise God. And we know how to worship. And we know how to sing. And we know how to holler. Can nobody sing like us? Can nobody hallelujah like us? Can nobody shout like us? But we have to understand that there is nothing threatening about a Negro in a choir robe. You can see a Negro on a, in a choir robe on Good Morning America. They'll put a choir behind anybody. They'll put a choir behind somebody and they start singing, Oh, happy day, oh, happy day. There is nothing threatening about black people in choir robes. Because it is obvious that we have been kept simply praising God in the mountain while the rest of the world figured out that it wasn't enough just to worship in the mountain but after you got done praising you better be ready to fight nothing wrong with your choir robe on Sunday nothing wrong with your prayer worship robe when it times to praise God but when we open that thing up when you leave out of there on Monday and Tuesday you better be ready 
to fight a battle, you better have some armor on under your Jesusness. I need a witness in here tonight. You better have something on ready to fight. It's one of the reasons why, as amazing as Moses is, we were taught, and I want to correct something. We were taught that Moses was this priest guy, but what he really was, and I'm going to put it on the screens for you, is he was a king priest. King priest. I want everybody to say king priest. No, no, no. Say it like you mean it. King priest. I want all the men to say king priest. I want all the women to say queen priest. Men say king priest. Women say queen priest. What that means is there is a part of you that's a worshiper and there's a part of you that is royalty. There is a part of you that says hallelujah, and there's a part of you that says, and how much does that cost? There's a part of you that says, let me pray about it, and there's a part of you that says, let's make that deal. That there is an anointing on you to have a relationship with God, and there is an anointing on you to do business well. Who am I speaking to? There's an anointing on you to make that thing turn around. There's an anointing on you to make money stuff work. Can I speak that? There's an anointing over you to be able to fight that battle. Folks didn't see Moses right. We focus so much on the lawgiver Moses that we have turned Christianity into an eternal debate around theology. Instead of this thing being a sword, <laughs> even though Jesus said, do not think I came to bring peace to this earth. I didn't come to bring peace. I came to give you a sword. I came to get you ready to fight. I came to get you ready for the battle. Yes, shout in the mountains, but fight in the valleys. It's one of the reasons why when the angel appears to Mary in Luke chapter 1, and Luke chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, and when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and says, you're about to have a son, and you are going to give him this name, the name that he gave for her to give him was Yeshua. Jesus, that's the Greek. That's our English Greek pronunciation. At that, there's power in the name of Jesus. But in Hebrew, it's Yeshua. When you look it up, it's Joshua. Because there is Moses as the general fighting in uh, above it all in the mountains. And Joshua fighting in the valley with the sword because the Lord knows that you need a savior. He said you're going to name him Jesus because he's going to save his people. He's going to save his people from their sins. 
Sin isn't just wrongdoing. Sin is ponero. Sin is hardship. Sin is lack. Sin is oppression. Sin is being taken advantage of at the hand of the oppressor. Says to name him Jesus, name him Yeshua, because God understands that there's going to be a fight and you will need a savior. There's going to be a fight and at some point you'll need to follow the example and actually fight. War. What is it good for? It's absolutely something. It's about the understanding that the Bible is meant to be an offensive weapon for you to take territory. War. Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely something. It is good for conquest. Can I ask a question of the room and of everybody walking around the world, watching around the world? Is anybody just sick and tired of being where you are now? Has anybody just gotten fed up and realized there's got to be something better than this? Oh, I need a witness in the building. There's got to be more. There's got to be better. There's got to be greater. And I've prayed and I believe in prayer. And I've worshiped and I believe in worship. And I believe in the kingdom. But also, if this thing is real, it ought to take me somewhere. We're 15 minutes away from the new year. I want you to go somewhere in conquest born. I want you to dream again. I want you to believe again. I want you to open up your heart and receive a vision from God as to where he wants to take you. I don't want you to let the enemy rob you of what God has for you. I refuse to allow our tribe to be kept in lack time is out for us to be all right with the status quo it is a time for war it is a time for us to be prepared for the best that God has for us it's time to move it's time for more God promised Joshua that he would give him every place that he set his foot Anybody ready to get your feet moving? Anybody ready? Anybody ready for jobs and better jobs? Anybody ready for new businesses? Anybody ready to work for yourself? Anybody ready to be out from under the boot of your oppressor? Anybody ready to own your own thing? Anybody ready? I said anybody ready. Anybody ready for equity? Anybody ready for greater? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. 
Very familiar passage of scripture. We know it. Paul says it. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our wrestle is not against flesh and blood but against angels and principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in the heavenly realms. We have to understand that the Amalekites that we battle are a manifestation of a spiritual assault against our destiny. That the enemy has a long-term plan for you and he uses the Amalekites to, to, for his plan. The Amalekites are his physical embodiment in the earth. And we cannot be unaware of the enemy arrayed against us. While we're partying and dancing, there's a battle that's going on. While we're getting high, there's a battle going on. While we are vaping and weed smoking and clubbing and dancing and there's nothing wrong with a good party. Think we're going to have one in these next couple days. Nothing wrong with a good party. Nothing wrong with enjoying yourself. But can I tell you something? Way better party when you've got something to party about. Way better party when you know who you are. Way better party when you know where you're going. Way better party when you know your bills are paid. Good God. Way better party when you own some of your own stuff. Way better party when you got some money in the bank. I wish I had a witness. Way better party. You shouldn't be smoking weed to forget. You ought to want to remember everything because of how great God is in your life. This is not the time to get high. It's not the time to get lit. It's not the time to be rolling. This is not the time. But we are living in a world in which we are anesthetizing ourselves against the reality of our own oppression. Time has come, my people, for us to come together and not just pray, but battle. Not just pray, but fight. Not just say hallelujah, but say, how can I get there? Why conquest? Why am I so about conquest? Why am I so bothered? I can't help it. I'm bothered. My heart is broken for my people. I'm so tired of everybody owning everything but us. So tired of our own hair products belonging to everybody. But I'm so tired of us getting our dollar and immediately giving it right back to our oppressor. I'm so tired of us not owning nothing. Tired of us always being the, the tail and not the head. 
I, I wish I had a witness in the building. I'm so tired of every other nationality, every other minority group coming here and getting it, but not us. Everybody else seems to be able to come here and live together and work together and have community together and have bank together and have neighborhoods together. And you got all kinds. You got Chinatown. You got Vietnamese town. You got Haitian town. You got all these kinds of town. You got everywhere. And we are still divided. Still unable to come together. Still unable to work together. Still unable to bank together. Still unable to build together. Forever. A victim. And even now, being preached a theology that just helps to divide us. Why conquest? Conquest because if there's anybody who needs deliverance, it's us. It's anybody. Who should be crying out to God? It's us. We're about to fast and pray. If there's anybody that ought to be fasting, it ought to be black people. I'm going to make everybody. If there's anybody that ought to be fasting, it ought to be Negroes. If anybody can afford to fast, it's Negroes. We got more than enough juice on us to make it through a 10-day fast. We have biscuited enough. We have had enough chips. We have had enough food. I don't know if I can make it past any. Yes, you can. You got juice for days, sweetheart. Because if there's anybody who ought to turn their face to God and ask God for deliverance, it ought to be us. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. Why conquest? Conquest because God spoke. Conquest because God is speaking. Conquest because God is calling us. Conquest because he didn't create us to forever be under the oppressor. Conquest because God has a plan for us. Conquest because this place smells like death. Can you smell it? I can smell it. No retirement. No plan to retire. No financial plan. No investments. I can smell it. It smells like death. Jesus didn't come for us to have death. He came that we will have life. And that more abundantly. We got to move. You've got to move. You can't stay how you are. I can't stay how I am. 
It's the example. It's the ultimate definition of foolishness. It's to keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. I know it's a hard word. I know it's not an encouraging word. I'm trying to encourage you as best I can. But I want to be Joshua with you. I don't want to just be Moses. I don't want to just sit here and just preach the gospel to you and lead you in biblical thought and concepts and try to impress you with my deep theology. I want you to get a sword in your hand. I want you to get a shield of faith. I want you to quench the fiery darts of the enemy because fiery darts are about the territory you take I want you to take territory I said I want you to take territory I want you in 2024 to be at a whole nother place than where you are right now who am I talking to I want you to have a whole nother kind of wealth I want you to have a whole nother kind of money we say this every year every year we say it's our year but by this time next year I want God to have moved on your behalf. By this time next year, I want you to be in a whole nother place. By this time next year, I want your sword to be bloody. Right now, most of us got a shiny sword, but I want your sword to have chips in it and nicks in it and the blood of me and everyone who stood against you I'm believing that God will put them under your feet my God I'm believing that God will put the enemy under your feet my God I believe that every single one who stands against you will be conquered they're not going to be conquered simply from you praying they're going to be conquered because you learned how to fight. Why conquest? Because your 40 years are over. 40 years are over. Conquest because your mama prayed for this and never saw it. Conquest because your grandmama prayed for it and never saw it. Conquest because your great-grandmama prayed and never saw it. Conquest because we've all been raised by Holy Ghost-filled broke people. And they believed God for wealth and never saw it. But they were speaking something for us. They were believing God for something for us. They even said, we may not get there with you, but I believe that you're going to get there. And I declare that it is our time. It is our season. It is our day. Why conquest? Because you want more. I said, because you want more. I said, because you want more. I want to see who that resonates with. Because you want more. Because we are three minutes away from the new year and you want more. Because we are three minutes away from the new year and this has not been enough. Conquest, because you have crazy faith and unlimited favor. More because you have crazy faith and unlimited favor. 
Anybody got crazy faith? Anybody believe that a shout will do it? Anybody believe that God can do anything? Anybody believe that your dream can still take place? Anybody believe that God got a plan for you? Anybody believe that his grace is sufficient? Anybody believe that his favor is unlimited? We're about to turn the corner into the greatest year of your life. I want you to jump on your feet because we are a minute and a half away from the new year. And we are going to shout tonight, but the shout is not just going to be a shout of praise because we made it. It is going to be a shout before we take Jericho. It is going to be a shout of anticipation for the victory that God is about to give us. It is going to be a shout for where we're about to get to. Do I have any believers in here with me tonight? Do I have anybody that's believing that as we say goodbye to 2022, we about to say yes to a whole new year of blessing. It is time for conquest. We are down to the last 30 seconds. Y'all better hustle on out here because we are about to praise God and we are going to praise him in advance yes, for sir. what he's about to do in our lives. Yes, we are down to the last 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, yes, two, one. Put your hands together if you know you got it. You have been faithful. Say all my life. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I every breath that I am made. Oh, I will see. I will see. Of the goodness. Of the goodness.
Anybody got to pray? raise your hands we have shouted in the new year now let's believe God for a promise God thank you that no matter how many promises you have made they are all yes and we are saying amen we say 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 yes to where you're leading us we say yes to where you're taking us we say yes your promises we say yes to your will for us yes sir we say yes to the sword you're putting in our hands yes sir we say yes to the destiny and we thank you now in advance for what you're about to do in us in this new year we declare and decree that the curse is broken and we're going higher in Jesus' name. Put your hands together if you believe it. Happy New Year!
yes, Lord. You made it. Say, I made it. I Happy New Year. 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 So, in the lobby, there's like some kind of apple cider toasting thing or something, right? Pastor Tony's in the, in the, in the lobby, so you can kind of get some apple cider toast with somebody. We have service tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I'm going to pick up even more on where we, where I left off. I have so much to say to you. War, what is it good for? Absolutely something. But thank you for being with us tonight. God bless you. Happy New Year. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.